Welcome back to another episode of Soma Soulworks. Where do faith and art meet? What does it mean to be made in God's image, knowing his nature as a creator? This podcast is an open-ended wrestling with God at the seam of Christianity and creativity as artisans working in the world of arts and entertainment. Welcome back to Soma Soul Works. This is part two of a conversation where we started that asks a question, what if I were the queen or king of the game industry? And, uh, and to use that as a framework to start thinking through things um, that we wouldn't normally think about. Um, it leads us, I think, to some really fascinating observations, and it leads us possibly to the kind of thing where you can make a hundred-year plan, not a hundred-day plan, right? So I kind of really bring the horizon way, way out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The question kind of specifically that we want to raise up in Act, uh, act 2, in Episode 2, is is really what even makes a kingdom? Like as compared to other things, so like a company or a ministry or or whatever or a project, mm-hmm. like what even defines a kingdom? And uh, mm-hmm. and I, I found this was kind of actually a puzzling question for me for a while because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know, right? I, I had to actually kind of – undo a bunch of other thinking because of business books and Gary Vee and like just I'm used to being in that world, the entrepreneurial world. And so all of my answers were from that space mm-hmm. and to really kind of undo that to start thinking about this. But what comes to mind? What makes a kingdom as opposed to other things? Right off the bat, I was thinking about borders. But maybe that's from the top down playing a tabletop game or who knows what. Um, He's going RTS on or, this. Yeah. Or Game of Thrones intro. Like totally. you see all the lands. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, they have they have the they have a specific reach with bordered. Like mm-hmm. there's an edge to your kingdom, and everything within your kingdom is what you control and have influence over or authority over. And so I think that's a big part though of kingdom thinking is your authority is there over what? And it's up to this distance. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, that's a big part of that. I want to talk about that more, but keep going. What else you got? Exports. Ooh. Exports. Okay. Most kingdoms have a specific export they are known for. Mm. That's a good point. So Keep going, yo. Well, I'm definitely thinking fantasy stuff, so like it could be about a specific food item that they're really well known for, or one, it could be specifically they are great at knowing if we're throwing their parties. Mm. Okay. Um, That's cultural export. Then. Like a That's cultural export could also be part of that. Mm. What's another thing? Um alliances and or treaties come to mind when you have kingdoms? Yeah, right? like, which is our episode three. Good, keep oh, going. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. just what came to my mind. That's actually really good. We already talked uh, in the last episode, we talked about people. Yeah. Yes. Your citizens or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just people yeah. in general. Another thing I think about kingdoms as well is, is money. Okay. Commerce. You know, um, you know, they're self-sustaining a lot of times, you know, kingdoms, kingdoms prosper by being prosperous. So they, mm-hmm. they set up to generate wealth. Yeah. They set up to generate, you know, economy. Um, and I know, you know, that's kind of taboo in the Christian world. You know, it's not about the pursuit of money and mammon <laughs> and all, all that stuff. Um, but money is, money is what things take now you know, as well. And I don't think that it's, you don't have to apologize for it. Yeah. Um, and I think a good kingdom does good business. I think a good kingdom brings in wealth and has a, has a wealth mentality to it, not to hoard or to heap upon itself, but to build up, to give back, to have resources, to bless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God likes money. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. surrounded by it. Heaven's rich place. 
kingdoms have laws. Oh, yeah. Kingdoms yeah. have rules. Not my kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> is the law of your land that it is lawless? Yeah. My law, my law, my land's lawless. <laughs> this is, I think this is the first time I ever heard this is actually someone thinking it was, uh, it was in a, a, a different podcast and they were reflecting on the kingdom of God. And, and in, in, the, in the course of the podcast, um, God was talking to this fella. And he's like, remember, like a kingdom is a place of order and of laws and mm. of values. And so when you think about the kingdom of God, it's not chaos. No. Right, it's it's not this unordered like woo everyone like that doesn't that's not what a kingdom is. Mm-hmm. Um, you would call that, I don't know, the, like the barbarian land or the wilderness or whatever. <laughs> right. Like that's not a kingdom, not except a kingdom. for Mark, um, yeah. the king of the barbarians. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think another distinguishing uh, component of kingdoms is lineage. Like mm-hmm. you don't hear about kingdoms that just have these one-off guys. You hear about like you know the. The Romans and the and the English and the Mongolians, like those kingdoms that that spanned like eons, right? Right. Um, so there's there's something to that. Yeah. When I think about kingdoms, mm. and many generations of that yeah. legacy, and yeah, continually mm. continually sowing into their legacy and preparing the way for future. Yeah. Generations. Yeah. Training them up. Yeah, that's huge. Good one, Brandon. But that leads to this thought too of monarchy, which is more in line with the term kingdom. There tends to be a person or a family or it's not as kind of the modern, more modern governments of democracy. And it tends to be more towards modern monarchy that I think of when I think of the word kingdom. But I wonder if that's, yeah, 100% in line. The other piece, though, that I do want to bring up is kingdoms always protect and therefore have military so they have military to protect the kingdom and its interest and its people. And like that's something that is very important. But that sounds strange when you think about it in like we're thinking about this for entertainment slash video game industry. Huh. The, interta- the entertainment that, army. The entertainment army the sounds entertainment like army. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or military like Is yeah. that true like a hundred percent? Because I I think I'm thinking of kingdoms like Switzerland or oh, like true. the Vatican that Switzerland like, is deeply armed. Like the number of yeah. finfowls in that country is profound. <laughs> but you know, like their their political stance is like neutrality, right? True. So, but that doesn't like just because you're neutral doesn't mean you can't protect yourself. Yeah, so true. You can still have that army as the as a way to uh, stand firm with, and also to uh, raise up your own beliefs because people will not argue over it because they don't want to fight you. Hmm. Yeah. Kingdoms have culture, they have values, mm. and uh, and they are almost defined by like like th- this is often conversations you might have is uh, you know China is different from Russia is different from India is different from the United States often because of their values like what do they actually hold to be most important what do they say is kind of the the, the values that they and it might be. It might be family. It might be money. It might be independence or freedom. Like, I don't know. Like, everyone has their thing. Mm. But cultures, culture is cooked into this idea of a kingdom, and it's what distinguishes them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unifies them. Yeah. Or divides them, right? True. And oh, so okay. yeah. like, kingdoms fall when uh-huh. their values become fractured. Exactly. Civil kingdoms wars. have identity. Like, yeah. there's, the, there's a coat of arms. There's a flag. There's the state animal. Like, there's kingdoms are always associated with some kind of like forward facing identity. Um, and like the ones that are notorious in history are like, you know, the King Henry's and stuff that are like super violent and, 
Um, but yeah, like just the identity seems to be a big thing associated with it. Yeah. I want to go back to the border question for just a thought. Um, the border encompasses the way that you put it. Uh, you're either intentionally or accidentally quoting Dallas, Dallas Willard. Your, your kingdom is literally the, the area over which your will has, has power. Right. And so for him, that could be anything from my body to my family, to my company, to whatever, right. right. You know, country. And so that the, the, the realm under which your authority has power. Uh, Morgan Snyder has this conversation about what he calls uh, a principle of fierce mastery, of having an attitude in our hearts that whatever is under our authority, that we freaking own it, that you decide, like, I am actually going to reign and rule as opposed to neglect. Because the alternative is, like, here this land, to use the metaphor, is under my authority, but I'm not really doing anything with it. And so it becomes haunted. It becomes wilderness. It kind of reverts to frontier. And that's where the ghouls and the goblins live, right? That's mm. like because they're the ones who are out on the fringe and they might still be in your territory, but you're not really doing anything about it. And so this notion of if this is under your authority, are you doing anything about it? Feels like mm. actually that's not the definition of a kingdom, but it's an interesting component of borders. Hmm. It's also interesting if you're not stewarding the authority given to you, something outside will take it over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's always a outside influence that's trying to get in and stop that kingdom. So you are actively trying to keep your borders if you're a good king. Hmm. Yeah. That's heavy, actually. Deep, like, I feel yeah. like that's what I was deep. like, wow. I just, exactly what I was thinking, like, deep. <laughs> there was something you said in the last episode, Mark, that I think is really critical to this one is – when I started to think about what do you what do you measure a kingdom by, as compared to a company, mm. um, you know, a company is measured by profits. Like that, that is the fiduciary yeah. responsibility. Mm-hmm. I make money, but you don't really do that about kingdoms. Not that they shouldn't make money, but that's not how you measure it. You measure a, a nation or a kingdom by its people, by the thrivingness, the health Thriving, yeah. of its people, mm-hmm. um, and they may or may not all be part of the same enterprise. Right? You got exports over here, like so. Some mm-hmm. people are doing whatever, making pies. Um, but then you have other people doing all the other things. <laughs> making pies. You're so red wall. Yeah. He's <laughs> looking at Aaron. Yeah, no, he did. Deep. He looked right at Aaron, and Aaron's been in pie world with the art for the last <laughs> couple of weeks. And Oh, my God, that was fun. Good. Sorry. That was no, hilarious. But I, that got the next thought. It's like, okay, if we really measure kingdoms by how their people are thriving, mm. how do we measure thriving? Right. Which is like, the happiness. I think in the civilization, the game, it looked down like, oh, look at all those happy symbols. And if they're not happy, well, that's bad. Right. <laughs> and nothing can function. Right. So the, the thrivingness of a population of your people in the kingdom is really important just because it keeps everyone at a place where they're actually producing, efficient, and able to do the things that the rest of the things the kingdom can do. Because you can't do anything without a population actually is ready to do that. So if they are struggling because of bad choices in many different areas, then the whole thing will collapse. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Happiness, obviously, is part of it. What other things? How else would you measure this population is doing awesome? I mean, if you just go by like how there's some kind of rating system that you see every year that goes across all the countries in and they, and they have metrics, right? Like this is the like Norway. 
is usually like high up on the list, right? Like the Scandinavian countries because of the different metrics, like happiness is one, but like, you know, their health, their uh, gross domestic product, right? Like there's a bunch of variables that make up that formula. Um, yes. Brandon, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I'm not positive. I think it's called like gross happiness index or something like that. And I remember hearing a story that it was some Southeast country, some Southeast Asia country, maybe Myanmar, not sure. Um, but they just wanted a way to kind of stand out and be cool. And so they invented this thing that kind of played to their strengths. But then everyone took it up. They're like, <laughs> I want to be grossly happy, right? Or whatever it was. Yeah. And so things like anxiety, depression, these are things that they're measuring, you know, I don't know, people that get sunshine. I don't actually even know what goes into it. Um, <laughs> but like you said, like Nordic countries do great and they seem super chill. <laughs> chill. Anyways. Um <laughs> But it's it, it you got to measure it somehow, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, it feels like education is part of it. Mm -hmm. One thing I notice about a difference between what I expect from a kingdom and what I expect from a company is actually division of purpose. In a, in a company, you're all working towards one goal, right? We're selling iPhones, whatever it is. But in a country, people are doing their own thing, right? And there's a lot of different things mm -hmm. going on. Even in a small country, it's divisible, in, in, which feels to me actually really good from the entertainment space yeah. um, of like maybe almost by definition, you should not all be pulling in the same direction because that's a, that's a project or a company or something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very different perspective. So if there's a singular strategy and a vision and goal for the company, everyone's moving that direction and then they shift as they need to, because there's always leadership over the country, the company, but a kingdom is helping people thrive in what they were made for. So that's like super cool. It's like, well, that's a very different focus. Yeah. If you're the king, queen, and you're trying to help your people and your kingdoms do well and thrive, then you have to make ways for them to walk well in the passions, giftings, callings that they were made for. And that's a lot different focus Way as different. a leader than a company. That's cool. Hmm. Any other just ideas like what makes a kingdom? How do we define it? And we'll try to build on this, right? So, uh, and we can adjust it, but any other immediate thoughts? I've been thinking about weeds. Okay. Um, and part of this goes, goes to like um, weeds are often, at least I've had them almost my whole life in churches. Like it's used as symb symbology of something poisoning your mm -hmm. own, your soil. And like having good roots, well, weeds get can get deep really quickly, but they don't show up at the top. Kind of similar with icebergs, kind of that uh, uh, visibility. And when you're talking about the kingdom and like how it thrives, I'm thinking about my. I, I had a thought of my own yard, which hmm. has been very neglected the last couple of weeks because I got um, I changed my work schedule, so I suddenly don't have the time in the morning to go water my own yard because I've changed how I'm how the rest of my my kingdom to say is is functioning. Which means it's it's getting neglected. So it, then I had thought of is that to say that my my kingdom then is thriving because I have a, this part that is now neglected, and now is full of weeds that have that will take so much more effort for me to get out because I haven't been on top of it from the beginning. Yeah, and it's so, reverting to wilderness. Mm. A little bit of reverting to wilderness there, and I was just like, and then th thinking about that, how does that then come into like having these people, uh, people or policies and companies or in entertainment system like they get so ingrained but are poisonous mm. and shouldn't be there but they're so rooted in that you can't remove them 
that you can't that takes so much effort to take to take them out when you should have just been like putting a little bit of weed uh weed killer from the beginning or just watching out for them from the beginning could have removed them when they were small mm -hmm. um or revert like or like replace move them to a different spot because hey maybe you don't want the weed in the middle of the grass but you do want it it actually does look pretty when it's over here in the, in the rest of like the rose bushes or something because weeds are only what weeds if you identify them as not what you want where they where you want it right right so this idea like how do you uh navigate that as well and just actually also making sure you're putting in at the very least a low ball of maintenance to make sure everything actually is still maintained so it it's interesting to think that kingdoms can die just through laziness yeah. or, or mm. distraction mm -hmm. right mm. Let me bring something. This is a verse that is familiar, I think, to all of us um, because it's been a, a real uh, touchstone for several of the Jesus times. Is First Corinthians 6. Don't you know that you're going to judge angels? Don't you know that the saints are going to judge the world? Um, judge is probably more modernly um, – you should translate it as govern. Uh, it, like in our mind, we think we think the wrong thing. Um, but govern is a, is a better term for that in modern English. So don't you know you're going to be governing – and, uh, and so Jesus' time often is around, uh, are we training for that, right? Are we taking that, that call seriously? Are we, are we even asking the questions? And, uh, and so we try to take that seriously. So let me take that. And then I also want to add the parable of the talents, right? So you were faithful with a thing uh, or not, and, uh, and you were giving more of the thing. In this case, governance, right? Like you handled your money well, and so now you're in charge of 10 cities. Cities, um, which is quite a promotion, Right. Yeah. But again, it's this question of governance. And so we have this notion, I think, uh, uh, in, in, when we talk about in Jesus' time where authority actually really means something, which is to say, God gives us authority and then it's yours and you can neglect it. You can screw it up. You mm. can do it well. Anything in between, but he means it. Like it's not a, it's not that kind of thing where like you give your kid safety wheels on his bike and, and he's really not riding the bike. It just sort of feels like he is like authority's real. Mm -hmm. And so, and so it, it begs this question, like, how do you even imagine um, the, the principle in the kingdom is like you're faithful with a little thing, you're given a bigger thing. And the, so to link this back to episode one, if you were the king or the queen of the game industry, you start with the little thing. What is your kingdom today? How are you faithful with that? How does it grow? Just kind of riff on this idea a little bit about promotion. I think you, you give your kingdom back to God. You know, he stewarded, he gave it to you to steward and there's a responsibility there. Um, and there's, let's be honest, there's some pressure. Yeah. Even if it falls in line with, with what you like or your gifts and talents, or, you know, things that you felt you were born to do, that's all well and great. But, you know, I think it's very honoring when you give that back to the Lord and, you know, with thanks, but also a little bit of fear and trembling. It's like, I, I can't do this without you. You know, and God, in a sense, is like, I was really hoping you'd say that, mm. you know, I trust you with it, but I'm really glad that you want to bring me along the journey with you because I, I will really help you steward this and grow it. It reminds me of a <laughs> stupid analogy, but Willy Wonka, when <laughs> the kid gave back the gobstopper mm. to Willy, and that's all Willy Wonka wanted. And then what did he do? He inherited the whole factory. His mm. kingdom was little. It was this little piece of candy, like a jawbreaker. And then he's like, no, I'm going to give it back to you. And then he started to walk out and Willy Wonka just embraced him. It's like, this is exactly what I was looking for. Now you have access to this kingdom. Here's big keys. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. Yeah. Faithful with little, I'll make you faithful 
much. Why? Because you're going back to the Father. You're going back to God who gave it to you in the first place. Man, Willy Wonka, good call. It makes me think it's just what trust is. Because Father is just sitting there like, here you go. I'll give you something little. Ah, I can trust you. Here you go. Yeah. Here's something bigger. It's always a trust, like testing, trust, slash helping us grow, all those three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when he when we prove that, man, does it please him. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Mostly for the sake of time, let's pinch this one off and we'll call episode two in the can. And, uh, and so we're going to go forward with episode three. So thank you and come again. Thank you for joining us. This is just one offering from Soma Soulworks, a production of Soma Games. To learn more, check out somasoulworks.com. And we'd appreciate your support through patreon.com slash somasoulworks.